0: cleave land Uh uh-huh that's a perfect weird name for this planet hello and welcome to episode 582 of under the call of ms this is a previews episode which we will get to the goodies coming out in the future after i talk about some graphic novels of the past and then you can search for some things that you might want to pick up at your local comic shop or online or wherever you buy your comics. But let's talk about the five of the worst films based on graphic novels. Again, these are some of these are ones that I didn't know were from a graphic novel. Starting out with number five, Whiteout. Written by Greg Rucca, Art by Steve Lieber. Film adaptation was done in 2009, called White Out. Why it's the worst. This mystery lacks mystery. It's slower than the Arctic glaciers of its Arctic setting and more rigidly formulaic, formulaic than a group of uptight mathematicians who haven't gotten laid in 3.14 decades plus the film studio producing it, in all its infinite wisdom, decided that having two female leads was one woman too many, and altered the cast to a single lady. Yeah, I don't remember. I think i seen that, but don't rem- didn't know it was off a comic or a graphic novel, and don't remember ever caring for it then there's graphic novel, A Dame to Kill For, written and art by Frank Miller. Film adaptation, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, 2014. Why it's the worst? It's so stylish and so weird, bearing a comic book color scheme, dominatrix gunslingers, and at times cartoonish violence. And yet, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Commits the most heinous offense a film can. It's boring. Audiences and critics alike yawn their way through every screening. A Dame to Kill for felt like a soulless retread of Rodriguez Miller's Sin City, only with worse plotting, pacing, and even more luck headed lunk headed characterization throughout. I agree a hundred percent that movie sucked. The original Sin City sucked. (laughs) It took me completely away from the books. Never wanted to read the books because of the movies. And now, if you follow Crimson Color Comic Club, I believe it was, where I reviewed a couple Sin City books that I read not too long ago, and they were done wonderful. I really enjoyed them. But those movies made me not want to ever read those. And if it wasn't for the comic club, I probably wouldn't have read them in the first place. But thankfully, I did. And I like the novels, but you can have the damn movies. All right, number three they got for graphic novel The Crow. Written by, art by James O'Barr, film film adaptation, The Crow, Wicked Prayer, 2005. Why it's the worst? This one is a bit of a stretch, seeing as how it's a sequel to a film adapted from The Crow, but it sucks so unbelievably hard, it merits mentioning anyway. This straight-to-video impacted Fecal Matter stars David, Don't call me Angel, Boreana's Edward, don't call me John Connor, Furlong. Dennis, don't call me Koopa, Hopper. And Tara, just call me whatever. Don't call me Sharknado, Reed. This terrible retread of the Duar Crow story is the lowest point in the careers of most involved made a fraction of what it cost And to quote Wikipedia, was critically panned, currently holding a 0% approval at RottenTomatoes.com. I agree, they should have just left it alone, left it with the original Crow movie, and not played with the series and the other movie stuff. It just, yeah, it was not good. I couldn't even tell you much about it. Uh, Graphic novel, 300s. Sequel, Zerzaxes, a work by Frank Miller, which is, as of this writing, incomplete. Film Adaptation 300, Rise of an Empire. Why it's the worst, this dumb sequel to a not-particularly-cerebral film was such a hackneyed retread that its director, Noam Morrow, a.k.a. the poor man Zack Snyder, had to change the color of everyone's capes from the red of the original to blue in order to remind audiences that, yes, this is technically a different movie. Very few members of the original cast returned, an unusually smart choice for the hit-and-miss Gerard Butler, leaving audiences perpetually bored by the second-string actors trying desperately to live up to the -the over-the-top performances of the original. Film critic Todd Gilchrist described the film by saying, Rise of an Empire lacks director Snyder's shrewd deconstruction of cartoonish hagiography, undermining the glorious, robust escapism of testosterone-fueled historical reenactment with an underdog story that's almost too reflective, to be rousing. Yeah, I didn't, I don't think I even watched it all the way through. I, first one was okay, but yeah. And then the graphic novel, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill adapted to film in 2003. Why it's the worst? Okay, honestly, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen takes a beating from damn near everyone. Alan Moore hates it because it bears almost no resemblance to his original story. Critics hated it because it's a twisting, turning mess with too many characters, subplots, pointless action, and ill-thought-out writing. And audiences hated it because it's essentially a C-list movie starring mostly B-list actors trying to make an A-list summer blockbuster. And they're all right. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is one one dumbass film. Still, there's an odd charm to its stupidity, and it's got a high energy throughout most of its running time, pushing it for many from simply being a bad film into becoming so bad it's ironically kind of good film. No, it's not kind of good. It sucked. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> That's it for... Now for old things. Now let's get to some new things with the previews right after this. Next up for goodies, we got Grumpy Cat, Grumpus, and Other Horrible Holiday Tales by Ablaze Media. Grumpy Cat. The Grumpus and Other Horrible Holiday Tales is a collection of new stories featuring everyone's favorite feline, Sourpuss, that will help keep you in the grumpy spirit all throughout the most joyous season of the year. Grumpy Cat and her friends star in an origin story parody of the popular Christmas figure, the Krampus, in the title story. The book also includes other brand new short stories, including... Grumpy the Snow Cat, Santa Claus, Grumpy Cat vs. Merry Martians, Deck the Grumpy Halls, You're a Mean One, Miss Grumpy, The Christmas Curse, and more. Grumpy Cat returns to comics in style with this all-new collection of short stories by acclaimed industry writers and artists. Don't miss it. Miss it this holiday season. And it's coming out in like September, so it's like kind of early for the holiday season. Yeah, could be interesting. And why they got it in a hardcover version only in the catalog is ridiculous, because that makes it such a higher price. But this one we're really happy to see because it's Happy Astronaut. Matt Fife and Matt Rogers. Well, Matt Fife was on our Crimson Color Comic Club. Rogers couldn't make it that day, but we got to talk to him. When the original Happy Astronaut came out, and now they got teamed up with Keen Spot Entertainment to bring out Happy Astronaut number one. Happy and his pal, a robotic stowaway named Half, are on a mission find whoever stole half's missing pieces and get those pieces back. After promising each other that they'd pursue even the faintest of clues to the furthest of corners, our spacefaring duo have bounced from one adventure to the next, hoping that eventually they'll end up in the right place at the right time. Their next stop, a tiny little oasis on a giant planet of star-spewed volcanoes, star-spewing volcanoes. A place where robots melt and humans bake, and magic-imbued stars rule the land, or so they think. Happy Astronaut is perfect for readers of all ages filled with action, humor, and heart. I love the original one. I will definitely be checking out this one. I don't know why, but okay, they are. They got them all listed separately instead of giving you them in a grouping. But they do have a variety of different covers, including a Troy Dungara cover. Another friend of ours that was on a Crimson Cold comic podcast, another comic creator from Kids Slapshot so I will be getting at least a couple of the covers Next up we got Heavenly Blues number one Scout Legacy Edition by Scout Comics Scout Legacy Editions bring back some of our most prolific issue number ones back in print People live, people die, the good are pleasantly escorted off to heaven, while the rest unceremoniously rots in hell. Hell, a world where torture isn't retribution, it's just hazing. Isaiah Jefferson fancied himself a dashing rogue, the greatest thief of the Great Depression. But a cruel betrayal left him dead in the dirt. Aaron Foley was a scared drifter, desperate not to be another child fed to the violent maw of the Salem Witch Trials. When they're given the chance to leave hell and spit in the face of judgment, can they face their demons and become the master thieves they were meant to be? Well, if you're going to steal and connive your way to get out of hell, it's not going to get you to a better place, is it? Oh. Uh, they have a Helena rap bag set of five comics by Boundless Comics. And we got Hellwitch Forbidden number one by Coffin Comics. Chapter five of Hell Witch's Story. Hell Witch Awakens to find herself with a motley crew of Hellborn. While making their escape, the crew crashes in Norway's shadowy northern wilderness. Soon they discover that they are not alone. The forest is home to a creature from forbidden folklore. A creature bolstered by Lady Death's DNA. Hellwitch, wounded and stranded, must make a desperate gamble. Once she fought for power and revenge, and now there is only survival. Ooh. Yeah, horror heart, got uh, Horror by Dark Horse Comics. Travel with Kurtz and his family as they enter the heart of darkness on a humanitarian mission for Belgian King Leopold's Congo Free State, opening a trading post in the uncharted interior of the Congo jungle to promote free markets and end slavery. With the help of a local tribe... They establish the post, but to survive in this lawless jungle, they must contend with the murderous slave traders from Zanzibar. Corrupt Belgian officials, evil imperialists, psychotic explorers, and cannibalistic tribes. Along the way, however, they encounter a primordial evil that, whose origins and mythology date back to the womb of civilization perverting minds and corrupting souls while preying on the worst instincts of mankind. The locals speak of the insidious evil in fearful whispers, calling it the horror. The horror provides a prequel to Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, exploring the origins of one of the most enigmatic characters in storytelling while examining one of the worst atrocities and humanitarian disasters ever recorded. Hmm, Heart of Darkness, I don't remember much from that movie or anything. I don't know if that's the one they're talking about or what. Yeah, if it wasn't memorable then in movie format, I don't know how I'm going to get into it in book format. We got 100th Voice, trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics, the 100th Voice. Uriel Discoli was born into a family with an amazing gift and a terrible curse. While his family all have superb singing voices, they are doomed to lose their gifts at the height of their success. Invited to the exclusive Aisling Academy, run by his own mysterious grandfather, Uriel finds the curse is the least of his problems. Horrible accidents keep befalling the students, ghosts roam the halls, And Ariel isn't sure he can sing in the first place. And if Ariel can't find a way to break his family's curse, he'll have to leave his new school and his new friends forever. Well, maybe Ariel should go find Ariel, the mermaid under the sea, and they can sing together. (laughs) I don't know. Ah, IDW. Endless Summer Dungeons & Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures Number 1 One-Shot Do you ever wish summer could last forever? Well, at IDW, it can. We're bringing you an endless summer with everyone's favorite characters in four unique one-shots. Presto, Sheila, Hank, Bobby, Eric, and Dea- Diana have been trapped in the realms for months now. And they're exhausted they've only missed out on their entire summer vacation back home. So when they find a beach more pristine than any back on Earth, they're more than happy to take a load off and enjoy the sand and surf. But when Eric finds a baby dragon, the kids find out that even a short summer can be very, very hot. Those Saturday morning adventures ones are we're great for the turtles. I can see they're going to be doing it for a bunch of other animated cartoon series, which is a good thing. I can't remember if they did Transformers one yet or not. IDW Endless Summer My Little Pony Number One One Shot by IDW Publishing. Do you ever wish summer could last forever? Well, at, at IDW it can because we're going to make everything a summer book. <laughs> We're bringing you an endless summer with everyone's favorite characters and four unique one-shots. With a name like hers, Sunny Star Scout can't help but feel a bit bummed about summer coming to an end. After all, summer and maritime, bay means getting together with friends in beautiful warm weather to enjoy tons of fun activities like swimming at the beach and picking up the juiciest of berries. Not to mention, it's the best time of year for a smoother, or for a smoothie. When Sunny's friends notice how upset she is, they come together to show her that even though the season is changing, the fun doesn't have to end. Horses aren't supposed to eat smoothies. (laughs) IDW Endless Summer Sonic the Hedgehog number one, one shot at idw publishing do you ever wish summer could last forever well at idw it can we're bringing you an endless summer with everyone's favorite characters and four unique one shots wave goodbye to the office and say hello to the beach sonic drags jewel on a well-deserved beach day to spend time with her besties tangle and whisper but when they all settle in for some rest and relaxation They realized the Babylon rogues had the same idea at the same beach. The only way to settle this is with Total Tubular Beach Showdown. (laughs) Uh, And then the final one is IDW Endless Summer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures number one one shot. I'm not going to read this summer spiel again. Having just defeated another foe the teenage mutant ninja turtles force, notice that Michelangelo seems down about something. Well, yeah, all well, his brothers died. <laughs> After confessing, he feels cooped inside while everyone else enjoys the New York City summer. His brother come his brothers come up with an idea visit their favorite theme park at concrete island i guess that's coney island for a day of fun and roller coasters the park is even having a themed costume day so the turtles can go incognito but when leonardo notices something suspicious about the park staffers things take a turn for the worst can the turtles save their end of summer bash or will the baddies kill good vibes Actually, a new turtle one that I'm not even interested. in. All right, we got Immortal Thor number one by Marvel Comics. Al Ewing, Martin Kokolo, and Alex Ross give the God of Thunder the immortal treatment. In Norse myths, they call him called him Thunder. Whoer has been cut ca- has been called the Haloridi. The gods know him as Asgard's king, keeper of Jolnir, hero of the tales. When injustice grips the earth and ancient powers bring down the sky, he fights for those who cannot. And when the tale is done, he will know what that cost him. This is the story of the immortal Thor, plus a bonus page written by Jonathan Hickman. Who are the gods? There are a bunch of annoying pricks with them. A lot of weird names. <laughs> that Iron Man Annual 2023 number one by Marvel Comics. Iron Man vs. Storm. When the forces of chaos move upon our heroes, the past, present, and future come crashing in on them, and only one can emerge victorious. The might of human ingenuity versus the power of the natural universe. Iron Man battling Storm is a clash of titans you won't want to miss. What do you mean? Iron Man versus Storm? She could electrify him, fry his little heart thing, and game over. Match done. Iron Man's nothing but a guy in a suit. He really isn't much of shit. <laughs> Drunk in a suit. Or ex-drunk, depending on which storyline you're following. Yeah, Jean Grey, Volume 2, Number 1 by Marvel Comics. Superstar creators take Jean Grey's legacy to fiery new heights. After the events of the Hellfire Gala, Jean's life is in shambles. Mutant Kine is in dire straits, and there's nothing this founding X-Men can do. She'll have to save herself first, and that means looking into her past. For the moment when it all went wrong. In a desperate attempt to save her, and all of Krakoa's future. Legendary writer Louise Simonson returns to the X-Men with a story full of fan-favorite moments, heart-rendering revelations, and pulse-pounding devastation. <clears throat> Not grabbing me. All right. That was that. That's ongoing. Ooh, here we go. What you gonna do when you kill a giant skyscraper-sized creature, you're going to come up with a book called Kaiju Cooking, number one one one-shot by Antarctic Press. Hiroshi Kanatani, the Michelin chef of monster manga behind Core serves up a five-star feast of fun for foodies and creature feature fans alike. When a giant hero leaves a defeated kaiju corpse nearby, a young restaurant tour fears fears her her, her 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 shop will go out of business before it even opens, but then realizes what may be the ultimate menu item has been dropped right on her doorstep. Follow her adventures and pick up some awesome recipes too. It's a one-shot. Sounds kind of fun. I <laughs> might have to check it out. After that juice story that they had. <laughs> uh, they've been coming out with some fun new kaiju type stuff. We got Kaptara Universal Truth number one by Image Comics. Back because you demanded it. Yes, you. Don't you remember? We were having drinks and you said, Hey, whatever happened to... Was it Kaptana? Chip Zdarsky and Kagan McLeod are back with a brand new story arc of their beloved science fiction series. Astronaut Keith Conga, trapped on the planet of CapTara, is trying to find his way home. But first he needs to solve a mystery. Who is stealing all the adorable cat tanks? Who would dare? This wild and colorful series full of heart and chuckles could be yours for a low, low price of three nine nine. dollars A new chapter in Zadarsky's charming off-the-wall space comedy. <clears> hmm. <throat> I like Chip Zdarsky. I know nothing about this run of his. I wouldn't mind checking it out, but I need to know more. About the past, yet Killer Queens Two Number One by Dark Horse Comics. During a day of questionable choices at Space Pride, Max and Alex bump into their old boss. The grumpy little simian tries to dragoon them into chasing down a runway heir to the throne of Sirella, an alien planet ruled by a brutal patriarchy. Little does he know that the heir in question is closely connected to Alex. As Alex and Max race to save the runway heir from a galaxy-wide bounty hunt, they'll dredge up Alex's past and confront, confront her planet's misogynistic misogynist present. If that means burning the patriarchy to the ground, well, get out the torches. Got like a Flash Gordon style cover going on there. Uh, we got Lady Death 2010 Backside Bag Set of five comics by Boundless Comics. They have a Lady Death 2010 Hot Stuff Bag Set of five comics. A Lady Death 2020, 2010 Racy Bag Set of five comics. A uh, 2010 seductive big set of five comics. A 2010 toned big set of five comics. An anarchy big set of five comics. And then we got Lady Death. Necrotic Genesis number one of two. By Coffin Comics. World War Death. Official tie-in. The Lady Death Necrotic Genesis number one. Ji Young Lee Metallic Edition features a metal front cover and is limited to just 99 serially numbered copies. So, you're not going to get one because 99 copies are going to be sold out pretty quick. Uh, Cat's having a sneezing fit. Yeah. Catching a cold. Actually, it might take a bit to sell those copies because I think they're retailing at $105. Holy shit. All right. We got Local Man Gold. Number one, one shot. This cover looks like it's a parody of something else I know. But we will see. Jack comes face to face with his explosive past when a superhero alter ego is blasted into modern day Farmington by a massive cosmic event. Now local man has to get his younger, more extreme self back to his own time before he ruins what little life Jack has left. But it won't be easy. Cross Jack isn't the only one who's landed in the wrong era, and they're both being hunted by a vengeful hero from the past. Guest starring a ragtag team of your favorite Image Comics heroes? including Cyberforce, Street Angel, Love Everlasting, and Boof the Bruce, and the Bruise Crew. Ooh, I like Boof and the Bruise Crew. A perfect jumping-on point for new readers, and a must-have for old-school image heads. This summer, we're going for the gold. Hmm. I got Tim Seeley is a part of it, so I might. I have to check it out. We'll see. They have a Looker's Beach Babes bag set of five comics by Balmiss Comics. And we got Magic Planeswalker Notorious, number one, one one-shot by Boom Studios. Two of the most popular Planeswalkers in Magic the Gathering history. Fan-favorite vampire Soren Markov. And then Kit... Incomparable necromancer Lily and Bess come together for a team-up that's not to be missed. On a mysterious unnamed plane, the two must work together to prevent a diabolical figure from unleashing hell on not only the resonance of their plane of imprisonment, but other planes as well. Superstar writer Colin Bunn brings his love for magic to the page. Alongside a story featuring the incomparable and mysterious planeswalkers Oku and Kalix, by acclaimed writer Rich Duak. And artist French Calamango. And Carlos Pedro. <clears throat> Those are two of my Soren and Lillian Bess are a couple of my favorite planeswalkers. So I might have to check this one out since so it's one shot. I like Colin Bond. It's worth picking up just because of that, but yeah, I'll have to see where that's going. We got Many Deaths of Layla Star Pen and Ink, number one, by Boom Studios. Boom Studios is proud to present the next installment of Pen and Ink, a deluxe art-focused format featuring stunning black-and-white interior artwork with artist commentary, experience the first issue of the Eisner, Harvey, and Ringo Award-nominated The Many Deaths of Layla Starr in a Whole New Light. With exclusive notes and annotations from artist Philippe Andrade. this pen and ink edition will be available with a premium cardstock cover and a luxurious thick wood-free interior paper. Alongside a gorgeous spot UV variant cover and a blank sketch cover. And you're using wood free paper. What kind of shit are you using to replace wood? I'm against this philosophy unless they're coming up with something that's way better for the environment than wood that's not going to bite us in the ass in the future. But I just. I worked in the logging industry. Every tree we cut down, we planted three trees to replace them. And we yeah, you'd see those sections of the mountains that we clear-cutted. But we planted tons of trees to make up for it. Three times the amount of trees we took down, if not more. And we were constantly doing tree planting. Uh <clears throat> little sections that we replanted and rebuilt up. and It's good for the environment because fires get caused from all the downfall. The stuff that falls from the trees every year and just piles on the ground and just a strike of lightning is all it takes. And you lose thousands and thousands of acres of land It just gets wiped out by fire and doesn't get used at all. Whereas you could have cut those trees down, used the wood, replenished the environment by planting more trees than you cut down. I don't know why they got to come up with a new item to replace trees. I mean, trees and coal are items that can be replenished. Well, I'm not going to get into the whole coal history, but. Trees can be replenished, and they grow fast. And if you don't, and you do clear cut and clean out areas, you're giving a fresh environment for stuff to grow in. That doesn't have a ton of ground, thick ground layers of dead rot that's just waiting to get a spark to start on fire and just wipe out acres upon acres of land. It just again, this is another example of human stupidity i just don't understand but i could be wrong they have a pretty cool looking marvel gallery dr doom pvc statue by diamond select yeah dr doom it looks like it's him on his wasteland planet because he's standing on some dinosaur-like skulls and skeletons it's just yeah i'm guessing that's what the image is from but I wouldn't mind having that one in my collection. And then I'm thinking, let's see. Yeah, we can get this one out. Marvel Unleashed, number one by Marvel Comics. Craven unleashes the beast. When Craven abducts Lockjaw, at the same time, a local scientist mixed up with AIM goes missing. It's up to the, up to Throg the Throg the Frog of Thunder, Redwing the Falcon, Chewy the Cat, Flurkin, <clears throat> Lucky the Pizza Dog, Bats the Ghost Dog, and their scrappy new ally D Dog to save the day. But there's more to this case than meets the eye, and something infernal lurks in the shadows. Can Feathers, Fangs, and Claws stand against one of the deadliest foes in the Marvel Universe? Yes, we finally got Ghost Dog back, and you got Chewie and some other characters I don't know about. Yeah, this one, I'll be picking that one up. <laughs> Alright, we're going to end it here, and I'll get back with more soon. All right, back to the goodies. We got Marvel's Voices, X-Men number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. Written by Gig, Greg Pak, Al Ewing, Eden, and more. Penciled by Jan Vazadula and Jethro Morales, Nina Buck. Uh, there's lots of people involved. Marvel Voices continues with the stunning anthology of all new stories celebrating Marvel's Mightiest Mutants. From the exhilarating day at Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters to the current Allison days of Krakoa. These stories span the gamut of the X-Men's history, delving into the past of some of your favorite X-Men, as well as looking towards their future. With an exciting lineup of fan-favorite creators and fresh new talent, you won't want to miss out on this issue. Yes, I will. Unless I see it all red's name there, I'm not jumping on it. <laughs> we got Mech Cadets number one by Boom Studios. If it ever comes up. Fans of the highly anticipated Netflix series won't want to miss this perfect companion series for highly acclaimed writer Greg Pack, superstar artist. Takesha, Takeshi Maezawa, and colorist Ian Herring, General Park Head of Corps Academy, must assemble a team of heroes to protect humankind from alien invasions. And Stanford U, Maya Sanchez, Frank Olivetti, and Park's own daughter Olivia may have been pulled into the role by fate, as they are Earth's best hope but there is more to their relationship with the symbiotic, sentient giant robots they pilot. And the alien threat of the Sharg is far more epic and widespread than any could imagine. While Mech Cadets makes a fresh debut for new readers and viewers, longtime fans can delight in having more adventures after the long awaited collection of Mech Cadets Book One. I'm guessing this is following up on the free comic book day thing I checked out. And that really interested me. And it sounds maybe like the girl who got picked up off her planet. That maybe her dad's back as a mech cadet teacher or whatever. I don't know. But it sounds interesting. But I think I'll have to wait to see where how far it goes. And just wait for the trade to come out. We have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 30th Anniversary Special, number one, one shot by Boom Studios. A landmark celebratory special featuring five brand new stories playing homage to the legacy of Rangers, with stories by Ryan Perot, Matt Grome, the original Mighty Morphin Pink Ranger, Amy Jo Johnson, and Matt Hotson and young adult author Maria Ingrande Mora, along with current Mighty Morphin Power Rangers superstar scribe Melissa Flores. Joining the celebration, our returning fan favorite Power Rangers artist. Okay, we got lots of artists and writers here. Uh, Between a spotlight on Ernie and Angel Grove, Alpha 5's struggle to find his true purpose, a mind-bending what-if story about Tommy's powers. Which introduces an all-new alternate universe, an additional tale about his marriage to Cat, and a deeper look at the Ranger Academy. This anniversary issue is truly packed full of content worthy of the 30-year legacy, along with 40 pages of brand new, more phenomenal material. Celebrate 30 years of Power Rangers with an additional, additional. 24 pages of classic material that fans, new and old, will be delighted to experience. I'm almost (laughs) willing to pick this up just because the last two Mighty Cons, Comic Cons in Milwaukee we had, had a Power Ranger there doing signings. This would be a nice multi-Ranger cover that you get signed by whoever shows up, I have a feeling they'll have some more coming in the future. We have Millennials. You are special, number one, <laughs> by Anyone Comics. Another new comic company I never heard of. An old generation of outcast is born. Hunted by those that fear and don't understand them. Entitlement, cyberbully. Buzzgirl, Know-It-All, and Mr. Hideous fight for peaceful coexistence with the humankind. But can these heroes save everyone from their college loans? Enter the debt collectors. (laughs) It sounds like a fun little parody on millennials (laughs) of the day but and how everybody picks on them. And then we got, okay, that's an ongoing. We have Monster Fun Petrifying Pets Special 2023 by Rebellion Comics. Monster Fun does a great job with these. I picked a couple up. They are fun. They used to have a bunch of extras. The last one didn't. So we'll see what this has. Angry animals and their outlandish owners are unleashed in the pages of monster fun this august curl up with your favorite fuzzy companion and discover weird and wonderful relationships between beast and beast all of our regular residents including kid kong witch vs. warlock martha's monster makeup gums and space invaded return to tickle your funny bone whilst the steel commando and the leopard from lime street are here to provide adventurous thrills galore. This issue also includes a brand new strip about the worst pet in the world, Franken-Critter. Ah, man, I'm going to have to probably pick this one up. It sounds like another good one. we'll see what happens. Yeah, Moon Knight, Volume 9, Annual. 2023 number one by marvel comics moon knight versus Tekong. or, or Taiguki. i don't know how they say that the forces of chaos compel earth's heroes to go head to head with each other when the champion of god battles a godlike companion or champion who will win the first of Kanshu where the Fist of Kanchu faces off against Tiger Division's fearless leader. It's Moon Knight versus Taiguki in a power-packed showdown. That might be a fun battle. Annuals are usually enjoyable to check out. It's a contest of Chaos, tie-in. We'll see. We got... Movie mo- movie moment, Indiana Jones boulder escape scene, final figure, from Funko. Which, uh, they're going to be doing a lot of these now, I'm sure. you got to fill the landfills with even bigger pops that they don't want to keep at the factory. Uh, but Indiana Jones running from the giant boulder in a pop format. That's one that might end up on my shelf someday. We'll see. They, they're pretty pricey. I mean, not bad for the size of the figure and everything, but, yeah. Let's we'll see what happens. We got My Little Pony Classics Reimagined Unicorn of Odd, number one by IDW Publishing. In the second installation of IDW's My Little Pony Classics Reimagined line, L. Frank Baum's the wonderful, wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz gets ponified. Travel through all the odd with Applejack and Dorothy. Pinky P as Scarecrow. Rarity as Tin Woodsmare. And Fluttershy as Cowardly Lion. In issue number one, Dorothy lives an ordinary life at her farm in Ponyville, Kansas. With her uncle... Honore and Granny M, but a tornado whisks her away to a magical land of breezies. Silver horseshoes and good and evil princesses. It almost makes her want to to sing, but she won't. Those songs aren't in the public domain. Domain. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Lots of parodies. Myths and Legends Quarterly Holmes by Xenoscope Entertainment. 72 pages of content descended from the man who inspired the world's most famous detective. Spencer Holmes was orphaned at a young age, never knowing her true lineage, lineage. But when her uncle suddenly returns to her life, She discovers the abilities of the Holmes family have been passed down to her, and that knowledge may cost Spencer her life, the same way it cost her parents theirs. Don't miss this origin story of the newest hero in the Xenoscope universe. Mmm, new character in there. In a wonderful universe of characters. Might have to look at that one. Because I like Sherlock holmes style stuff. We got Nemo the La- Lad. Number one by Scoot Launch. Scoot, you've heard the legends of Captain Nemo. Now joining the boy genius on his very first adventure. However, taking his big sister Anna on his... Squidcraft's maiden voyage may prove to be the biggest challenge of all. From National Geographic Channel game writer J.S. Earls and troop talented artist, the award winning painter Stefano Corticelli, Angry Birds cartoonist Jaha Halm, and children's book illustrator Jose Ramirez. I know I said none of those right, probably, but. Not sure if I'm big on when you bring a painter in, because if you're going to get a painted style in your comic, sometimes ruins it, but sometimes it makes it better, too. I don't know. They might not even do that style. Who knows? Night Cruising One-Shot by Floating World Comics. If it ever comes up. Night Cruising tells the story of Ricky a rebellious youth getting up to no good on the dizzying highways of LA County late at night written and drawn by Harry Nordlinger night cruising is a dark and harrowing comic about the things that go in, go on in our vast urban sprawl when everything else is asleep, a story of lights, shadows and everything that lives in between told in dazzling black and white Shiroscoro? Shiroscoro? I don't know what the heck that's supposed to come out sounding like. I'm sure it's some sort of art style. They have a Night of the Living Dead Last Stand big set of five comics from Avatar Press. It's not from Boundless Comics this time. Uh, they have Omega Men, number three, facsimile Edition by DC Comics. And then we got Orson Welles, Warrior of Worlds, number one, by Scout Comics. These things are taking a while to come up. I might have to take a break for a bit. Let the computer reset itself. Nonstop. You've seen Orson Welles direct the Greatest films of all time. You've heard his thunderous voice on the radio pulling off the infamous prank, War of the Worlds broadcast. But now, for the first time ever, the truth is finally revealed. The broadcast was real. Wells lived a secret double life as a filmmaker by day, interstellar warrior by night. Buckle up for the mind-blowing adventures as Orson fights in the Great Galactic War, travels through dimensional portals, and faces the ultimate threat to the Milky Way. That old fat guy can't fight his way through a (laughs) paper bag. (laughs) Uh, I suppose they're going to make him the younger, healthier, athletic version character. I can say that I'm fat. (laughs) I couldn't do shit. (sighs) All right. We have a Pandora Devil's Advocate. Number one. I don't know if that's it's got a royal blue foil cover. I don't know if that's something special. It's by Boundless Comics. Hidden for over 20 years. These royal blue editions are. First printings offered here at killer prices. Each is limited to 100 copies. Okay, Pandora, I have, I have these old comics again. Never read them, <laughs> but I have them. Uh, we'll have to see. See if I can find them and check them out. See if they're worth checking out at all. Uh, we next up we have my computer just deciding to freeze up all of a sudden. We have Penguin Number Zero by DC Comics. It's been a while since we've seen anything with the penguins. Collects the Batman stories by the Red Hawk creative team of Chip Zdarsky and Balan Ortega. Following the penguins' death in the landmark ba- Batman 125, the mysterious executor has enlisted Catwoman to carry out the Departed's departs- Last Wishes, and track down his next of kin. But when the Penguin's heirs start getting murdered, Catwoman will have to find the killer and discover what truly became of Oswald Cobblepot. Collects the Batman number 125 to 127, backup stories by the Red Hot creative t- team of Chips the Balan Ortega, so this is penguin number zero, but it's collecting stuff from the past. So does it have a new story in there or not? Sounds like it does. But I didn't read those stories in the past. So it could be just those those stories, I guess. And then they're coming out with penguin number one by DC Comics. Right after that. Tom King and Rafael de la all-new story of the iconic villain, Revenge is for the Birds. After retiring to Metropolis following his death, Oswald Cobblepot finds himself forced back into the unpredictable and violent Gotham City underworld, as a pawn of the United States intelligence community. Gotham's criminal element has been evolving since he was last in the city. With his bastard twin children ruling the Iceberg Lounge. And what of a man he framed for his death, Batman. Is the Penguin walking into a death sentence? Oh, sounds interesting. Not like in the art that I'm seeing on the covers. So it's not saying to me that, hey... Check this out. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll just let him come out and see where it goes. See what kind of reviews they get. Planeta Blue Volume 1, The Rise of a Goo. Trade Paperback by Dark Horse. After Lairs, her brother Angel, and their friends Tom and Tyler gain magical abilities. They stumble upon a looming war. The animal kingdom is ramping ramping up to save the Earth, Planeta Blue, by taking on the global climate crisis by fighting pollution at the source. One billionaire oil ty- tycoon has sinister machinations at work, but the globe's animals and the young team of humans will need to work together if they want to have any chance at saving our world. Written by activist and rapper Tem Blessed and illustrated by Zarek award-winning artist Michael Lariki, Planeta Blue is a story of courage, compassion, love, and sacrifice to make our world a better home for all living beings. I... Kind of got an interesting concept, but yet, I don't know. I'd like to see how the animals are going to pull this off and what they're going to do. We'll have to see. Wait to see if it comes out in a bargain bin. All right. See if I can get through these last few before my computer dies. Plot Holes, number one, by Behemoth Entertainment, LLC, and Massive. Sean Gordon Murphy, known for his uh, uh, delivers an all new tale of world hopping adventure. The plot holes are a squad of fictional warriors who transport themselves into the pages of other books using their unique skills to save the plots in order to stop them from being destroyed. And Cliff is their newest recruit, a comic creator who's who's just realized his world isn't real, in fact. It's a complete fiction that literally exists inside a novel. The other members are misfits like him, pulled from unpublished books that couldn't be saved, a manga samurai, A barbarian tiger, a kid from a comic strip, and a vampire assassin. Outclassed by the other members, Cliff sets out to prove his worth to the plot holes as they fight to save as many books as possible. (laughs) That sounds like a fun, interesting story. Another one that I'll probably wait and trade. Yeah, Poison Ivy uncovered number one one shot by DC Comics. An unforgettable gallery of Poison Ivy's greatest variant covers. Art by Jenny Friesen, Joshua Middleton, Warren Lau, Frank Chow, Saza Maeki, and others. This gallery of Poison Ivy's greatest variant covers celebrates the first year of the Verdant Villainous' acclaimed Glad Award winning ongoing series. It's a series I wanted to check out, but I held off on it. Until I find it in the bargain bins, I went with Harley instead. Pop albums Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix, Star Lord, Vinyl Bobblehead by. Funko Comics. This is another bigger boxed version with basically looks like an old cassette player with a cassette tape in it behind Star-Lord, the pop figure. I don't think we have to go that bulky for these things just to get a cassette recorder background. I like the Indiana Jones one, but that one, eh. Just seems like a lot of extra box for nothing. Yeah, got Project Ries, R-I-E-S-E, number one of six by Mad Cave Studios. It's 1952. The wound World War II inflicted on the world is still fresh. Sam Softai and his ragtag group of treasure hunters have been searching for the fabled map of the Owl Mountains for years, and they finally found it. Their journey leads them to a massive war complex that hides both unknown horrors and a fortune in gold. However, the deeper they travel, the more they realize the complex has developed a life of its own and that some secrets are better left buried in the past. Project Raíz is an action-packed adventure sci-fi tale, perfect for fans of Uncharted, Overlord, and The Keep. Yeah, mm, uh, we got Punch Up, graphic novel, volume one. This is a fun one at Free Comic Book Day that I checked out. Uh, This computer is just, must be doing updates. This is by Oni Press. Young Orphan Pitch is an aspiring tournament fighter who has big dreams of traveling to the city and competing in the Wide Plains Fighting Tournament. He also harbors a secret wish to be trained by aging tournament fighter Sonny Chan. Can Pitch make it to the big city filled with unsavory types that want to do him harm? And is Emperor Jason, host of the fighting tournament, one of those people? Will Sonny decide to act decent for once? Find out in this exciting blast of battle energy. Okay, we still got time for a couple more if the computer lets us. We got, (laughs) this is funny, we have Quentin by Tarantino, soft cover by Titan Comics. (laughs) Leave it to Quentin to play with his name for the title. Take a dive into the brain of master auteur Quentin Tarantino in a first-person account. Amazing Amazon leads us through the life story of this iconic, a tour from his humble beginnings as a video shop clerk to his rise through iconic indie blockbusters, all the way to global superstar. Discover the influences, opinions, and history of one of the world's most acclaimed filmmakers, unmistakable in his style and talent. And he's he's a very unique character. I've listened to lots of things about his life story. Listen to him talk on podcasts and stuff like that. Very unique. We have quest number one by Image Comics. The series premiere writer artist Jonathan Luna returns for an ongoing fantasy series. With writer Crystal Wood, in a land inspired by Southeast Asia, Princess Anya's new husband, Prince Debian, is violently abducted by three giant demons at their wedding. Anya sets out on an epic journey with a growing band of loyal warriors. Crossing deadly landscapes and battling horrifying demons, What will she sacrifice to save the man she loves? Now the demons are probably just trying to protect themselves because if it's a queen and a king or a prince and a princess or whatever they're just going to end up ruling over and destroying everything around them anyways that they don't like. Alright, do I have time for one more? It's Yeah, I think I can. We'll do Rare Flavors, number one, by Boom Studios. Uh, Team of Rom 5 and Philippe Andrade make their celebrated return, and you can get a first taste in this exclusive Ashcan edition. Tantalize your senses with this amuse-bouche, Introducing this creative duo's next masterpiece marrying the supernatural, Indian cuisine, and the cutthroat world of chef-driven celebrity in what will be the most talked about new comic of 2023. This Ash Camel will be strictly limited to its first printing, never to be printed again. Uh, I just don't know. Not sure, doesn't give me enough, so we'll have to see. But we'll be back with more soon.